this season on more and more every day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. Welcome back. In today's episode, we continue our theme on nuts and bolts of interviewing before, during, and after. This challenge will get you ready to connect with potential narrators through the help of a proxy. My dissertation focused on education and civil rights organizing in the American West. And though I had done about a year's worth of research, I really didn't know who to start with when it came to interviewing. I was an outsider to the community I planned to study. I didn't yet know who was still alive when it came to ideal narrators. And frankly, I didn't even quite know yet who was an ideal narrator in the first place. After all, this was just the beginning of my research phase of the dissertation. In a situation like this, you have a few choices. For instance, I could start with the library that housed relevant collections and ask if any of their manuscript donors were willing to talk to me. This approach doesn't usually warrant great results unless you are already well established with the library staff. They don't typically share contact information all that easily, and thank goodness for it. I could contact faculty at local colleges and universities from the same angle, but see above. Of course, I had already scanned ProQuest for relevant dissertations and theses and read every book I could find that generally approached my subject. So, of course, I could email all of those authors from those studies and ask for introductions. Responses from these queries were mixed. For one, it can be hard to track these folks down if they aren't already in faculty positions. If they're teaching at high schools, sometimes you can find them through their high school website. But if they've moved into a different field or they're not researching anymore, those, those leads can sometimes go cold. Those who are still writing on their topics also might be resistant to share their sources because they're still doing research as well. But some can be very collegial, so, so you might have some luck with that as well. I also tried cold calling people who were my pie-in-the-sky narrators. I sent many unanswered emails and left many unanswered phone calls to no avail. In their 2016 Introduction to Oral History, the Baylor University Institute for Oral History lists several ways for us to find our narrators, including one, through your research on your topic, (laughs) two, by word of mouth from advisors familiar with your project, three, through notices in local news media publicizing the project, four, during public events related to the topic, like museum exhibits, town meetings, lectures, Five, through organizations related to your topic, i.e. veterans groups or political parties, neighborhood associations, professional organizations, or six, through the snowball effect as one narrator recommends your project to another. Well, back then when I was just getting my start, I was in a tough situation. My advisor was familiar with my topic, but not my selected location. And I didn't have the resources to organize events or even travel to events or advertise in the local media. And perhaps the snowball effect could work down the road, but not until I got that ball rolling. So I focused on number five, organizations related to my topic. And it just so happened I had a very connected gatekeeper in the form of my dad. You can probably already guess what I mean by gatekeeper. 
This is someone who has already connected or tapped into a group of people who might serve as potential narrators. This person can vouch for you and your research and make an introduction on your behalf. I've been doing oral history for over a decade now, and I can tell you I always, always, always rely on a gatekeeper, even now when our collections are well-established and that snowball has formed. Gatekeepers are a must. They vouch for you and your project, and they create a sense of buy-in. My dad was a retired educator and a coach who was still very active in professional associations. He'd cultivated a vast network of friends, colleagues, and confidants who were more than willing to sit down for an hour or two with his daughter and talk about teaching and coaching over the course of their careers. So while I had to find my way through several misguided interviews, some of my narrators were too young or had just recently located the community I was studying, I also had the chance to interview some of the biggest names in the state's athletic history, all because my dad put me in touch with one or two of his friends to help get me started. An article by Sandra Borger, published in 2010, explains this phenomenon well. She writes, quote, in terms of gaining access to a closed community, having a gatekeeper is essential for outsider researchers. Gatekeepers are vital to accessing information that may otherwise be inaccessible to an outsider. She goes on to say that through a gatekeeper, she was, quote, able to gain access to information that would have been otherwise unattainable or extremely difficult to locate. The same is true of your narrators. When a group of students founded the South Phoenix Oral History Project in 2017, they faced the same challenges I did as a graduate student starting my dissertation several years earlier. They had neither the time or the resources to organize events or generate enough momentum to build a snowball effect. Like in my experiences, their advisor, me, was well-versed in the fields of local education and oral history, but I was unfamiliar with the community, having just started teaching at my institution the year prior. Word of mouth was a long way off. We needed help. I knew from my previous experience that a gatekeeper was paramount to the success of a project. Luckily, I was on the faculty of the community college in the center of the neighborhood we intended to study. So I had resources at my disposal. I reached out to folks who had been working at the campus for several decades, and as luck would have it, one of my favorite colleagues offered to help me. We decided we wanted to collaborate together to create and ground this work for longevity. This is how my focus shifted from interviewer to project manager. Together, we distributed tasks and agreed that she should make the initial ask of all people who were our pie-in-the-sky narrators. So that semester, that very first semester, our students were able to interview the founding president of our college, a former state senator and majority leader, a sitting city councilwoman, several retired faculty and staff original to the college, and both our retired chancellor and vice chancellor of the entire system. Through those conversations, we unearthed the unwritten and true story of the history of our college and began to create the South Phoenix Oral History's signature archive collection. I wouldn't have ever known about some of these people, let alone secured interviews with them, were it not for her. She is now one of the faculty founders of SPOH and on the advisory council. She's also become one of my closest friends. So today's challenge for you is this. Find a gatekeeper and reach out to him or her. Identify someone with connections to your ideal narrators who, as Borger describes as, quote, inaccessible to outsiders like you. If you're already a part of your community you plan to study, think of someone within that community who has additional or different relationships from your own. And once you've identified a gatekeeper, reach out to him or her. Write an email, make a phone call explaining your project or intentions and what kind of help you need from him, her, or them. You might be surprised how excited other people are when you ask them for help. 
Let us know what you think. Why are gatekeepers so valuable and how can we connect with them? Share your ideas at SMCC History, hashtag more and more every day. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.